Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever this podcast may find you. Um, I hope your um, day is going well. If not, I hope it gets better, and I know it will, and it definitely can. Uh, right now, you know, I'm on the East Coast. It's 11 o'clock at night, and I was inspired to just go ahead and put out this new episode I've been dealing with myself um, and my brand and just really, really trying to hone in on who I am, not as a person, I, I have that pretty much figured out, but who I am as a brand, what I want my brand to represent and what my target audience will be. Now, of course, as many entrepreneurs understand, um, your brand can grow. And, of course, you want to reach as many people as possible. But just, um, you know, when you're starting out, it's very important to um, be strategic in your work. And um, finding your audience and knowing your audience is key to um, developing and growing your business. So, I said all of that because in dealing with my brand and myself, um, I'm very... I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual. And I keep hearing um, in my spirit to be myself. A lot of people think they know me. And a lot of people have this idea of me. And really, um, they don't know. And, you know, that could be um, because of, you know, my fault. It could be because they just have this image it could be because, you know, um, overall, um, I uphold myself pretty well, but I am getting to a point where my purpose goes hand in hand with who I truly am and who I truly want to reach and touch because I feel like there is there has been there is and there will be a group of people who are being um missed and um who are missing out on information whether because you know whether it's because they don't feel like they are worthy of that growth or whether um the powers that be feel like they are not worthy of that growth and that information so it's kind of um i heard um Sarah Jakes. I love Sarah Jakes and the message she brings forth and how boldly she brings it forth and how honest she is. But she was stating how um, there's a such thing as a bridge and how strong you have to be to be a bridge. So basically, um, what does a bridge do? A bridge connects. Bridges are so strong and so powerful. Um, they connect, you know, it can be from city to city, from island to island, from, you know, bridges can be huge um, structures or they can be smaller, but um, a bridge is basically connecting two worlds. And a lot of times um, I battle because I'm like, I do not fit in. I don't fit in completely with like, 
you know, as the in the church world, it would say you have the church and then you have the world. And I'm like, well, you know what? I love God, but I don't really fit in with the church. Like, that's never been my thing completely. You know what I mean? But then you have the world, like the worldly things over here. And it's like, well, you know what? I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm not perfect, but I don't fit in completely with those people over there either. So I kind of just find myself here. Um, Even when I work, a lot of times I work corporate jobs. And um, I will never forget... um, one of my best jobs, um, I call it my best jobs, not because particularly what I did at the job in that position, but because of um, what it taught me at the job. Well, for one, it paid well, but um, also it was one of the first companies I worked for where like they included their employees so much into... Um, like the business logistics and it was very important for us even on the lower level um of the company like we weren't you know we we aren't the president or anything like that but at every level of the company you felt included you felt needed and that inclusivity was one of the first things that I felt at a company and I will definitely you know as I grow and eventually my company grows my brand my team i will include that model because it's something about um everyone feeling needed and wanted in a company in a job and it just makes everyone do their job a little bit better and um that was one of the things that i liked but at that job i will never forget like my first day and you know i'm there i'm i made it there and i passed the interview and you know, like the the girls and I mean, and these were young black people, you know, people of color. Some were um, not people of color, but, you know, there were this is an, it was in Atlanta. So, of course, you know, there are a lot of black people that are making moves in that city. And they were talking about the colleges they had graduated from and their uh, fraternities and sororities. And I was like, OK, you know what? Yeah, see, I don't know anything about that. Um you know, that's not my world. And for some people, that is the world that they they go to school, they they join a sorority, they, you know, build that type of sisterhood or, um you know, a brotherhood with their fraternities. And um, I've never experienced that. And so I was in like this corporate world. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just a little black girl from Augusta, Georgia, I just need a job. This was a good job. They paid well, I'm going to be able to take care of me and my daughter. That was it, you know. And so, like I said, sometimes in those types of situations, I just don't fit in. Now, you can have a conversation with me, and I can have a conversation with anyone. The president of the company, the janitor that's walking through the door, um, you know, your five-year-old daughter. Like, um, I'm blessed with that talent, um, and I'm, I'm able to speak with anyone. That's why I like knowing a lot of information because I never know who I'm going to come into contact with and what level I will connect with them on. Um, but again, here I am in corporate America and I'm like, you know what? I don't really fit in with you guys here, but you know, I don't want to work a lower level job. I, I know I deserve to be here. It's just that I don't necessarily fit in. So to be a bridge, 
And for many people who may feel like I feel and you're like, I just don't fit in. It's okay because you're, you're, you, I know this sounds so cliche, but you are not meant to fit in. You are specifically standing out for a reason. And if you realize how strong you have to be to be a bridge, you will understand why you are going through some of the things that you are going through because you cannot be weak and be a bridge if you want to bridge this gap and if you want to bring people um in my in my instance um i want i come from a world unfortunately uh, my environment that i was born into um a single parent home um um drugs violence poverty um not a lot of information being dispersed to 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 where um we were you know the school systems were not the best um and i want to bridge this gap from this world to what i've seen because you know once you realize there's so much more out there and and sometimes in our little tiny environments it's like we can't even fathom that there is a completely different way of life and not saying one way is right or wrong you just know it's something else and i just know it's something else and um well i've been a mother now for four years and once i had my daughter and the love i feel for her and the potential i see in her it's like it's no way i'm just going to limit her to just this type of environment um so again, you're going through certain things, but you're going through this process for a reason. Um, I kind of said all of that to say I am just going to have to be me. Now I'm 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 always me. Like if you know me, um, or if you're around me, like you know me. I'm a um I'm a cool person. I probably make you laugh. Um I'm very honest. Um, especially now since I've learned how to kind of, um, express myself, express myself, um, purposefully. So, you know, at one point I remember right before I went to therapy, um, you know, if you listen to my podcast, or if you know me personally, maybe um, I was going through a huge transition. So I left one of the best paying jobs that I had. I left my apartment. I left the life I had known for almost four years to move back home. Um, and it was a big transition for me. None of the jobs, of course, were paying anything. Um, what I was I had become used to getting paid. The work environments were not the same. The people, the mindsets were not the same. You know, my daughter, she was having her um, health issues. Her dad was incarcerated. You know, I, I was just kind of a mess. And I was not communicating effectively. That's the word. I, I said purpose, um, purposefully, which is good. You want to cr- uh, communicate with a purpose, but effectively. I was not communicating effectively. I was having all of these emotions going on, and no one understood. Like, you know, a lot of times in our culture, in our community, you don't, it's not, and you don't want, I don't, I never want sympathy. Um, it's more of you, you want more empathy. You want someone to just understand and to say, you know what, 
I've been there, you will be okay. It is hard right now, but this is not the end. And sometimes you don't have anyone to say that. You just have to deal with stuff. And no one lets you feel these emotions. And no one lets you feel hurt or pain or disappointment or afraid. You just have to be strong, suck it up. You know, they did it for years. This is how your mother did it, your grandmother, your great-grandmother. You know what I'm saying? But no one ever tells you... um. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, I went through this, you know, and and it was hard. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I felt like I was going to lose my mind. But you're not. You're going to be okay. Um, So, I was not communicating um, effectively. And it was not getting me anywhere. So, I just want to get to the point. Well, I'm glad I've got to the point where I am able to do that. Which has led me to wanting to reach others. Um, and to let them know that, you know, life is going to happen. It's going to happen to all of us. It's ne- You're never going to expect the curves and twists and turns th- that life throws at you. But I would be doing myself and I would be doing you an injustice if I do not speak my truth. Um, a lot of times people, they want to be from the hood for whatever reason. They want to be gangsters and they want to live this life and um in all actuality it's not fun it's really heartbreaking it's really detrimental and um i know i'm just one person but if i as one person can maybe reach one other person and it helps them in maybe um turning over a new leaf or it helps them excuse me with the relationship they have with their child to raise their child up better no matter what the environment is it's the mindset and it's the love if you have to raise your child in a toxic environment or an environment that is not ideal that child is going to need so much more love because the world and the environment that they are in is going to throw so much at them. Um, they're going to need more love from home at their base to um, be able to conquer it. I let people know a lot of times and I tell them scientifically the ages of zero to four years old are so vital in a child's development. So what you teach that child in those years I mean, it's going to stick with them for the rest of their lives. Now, not just zero to four, because a lot of times, some kids don't even remember those ages. But just because they don't remember that age specifically does not mean that their foundation is not being built, because it is. They're here, they're living it. So even though they may not remember those years, their foundation is being built. And it's fundamental for us to acknowledge, you know what, some of us, sometimes we are not in the best environments, but it's still our responsibility to raise these kids right and to teach them something different. And to take accountability and responsibility um, in the role that we play in raising our children. So... Um, this has been one of the craziest weeks and, um, I don't have that much time left, but, 
I'm going to try to squeeze it in. This has been one of the craziest weeks I've had in a long time. And my life gets pretty crazy. Um, But, you know, January is my birthday month. As I stated, I was so excited to um, celebrate my birthday. Um, and I had some things coming up, but, you know, my, my life was kind of just shaking. And um, when life happens... We just have to adjust. So, as you can hear in my voice, maybe I'm getting over the flu. The flu is the worst, okay? I don't wish it on anyone. It's horrible. I have not eaten anything since, like, Sunday besides soup and, like, some fruit and crackers. Um, I was, on top of having the flu, I was severely dehydrated. So, I spent, like, eight or nine hours in the hospital um, they had to give me like four bags of fluid, which is like, I was extremely dehydrated. You know what I mean? So just the dehydration on top of being sick, um, it was a lot. It was a lot on my body. And so um, before all of this happened, Saturday, you know, it was just a normal day. I went to the movies. I went to go see Just Mercy. Um, it was a really good movie. Sometimes I do not like seeing movies like that. Um, it seems like they all make me sad and it's kind of like a trigger for me because again, my reality is so real. You know, we live through this this prison, this um this unfair justice system in America, you know, when they when they're on TV and they're they're um talking about it you know i'm living it a lot of people i know they're living it and so um i don't like watching movies like that we were supposed to go see like a boss but we got there late so we saw just mercy and um god must have had it that way because once i came home literally got out the car and my uncle was coming down the street and um I thought he was going to fuss at me, which it wasn't late, but, you know, for some reason, how he called my name, it alarmed me. And I thought um, he was going to say, like, what are you doing out so late? But really, he um, he told me he had been shot. And I was like, huh? And he was like, you know, these niggas shot me. And I'm like, okay, we have to go to the hospital. So when stuff like that happens, you don't even get a chance to... um you just go, you know, of course, like what the um fight or flight. So we definitely took flight and um um got him to the hospital, you know, just running red lights. Um, it was just me and him and um it was just me and him at the hospital for a while. Got to the hospital, um it's like a scene in a movie, you know, it's so crazy and they they blocked my car in, they had police tape everywhere, like, you know, I couldn't leave which I wasn't trying to leave but I think it, there was another guy who got shot I think and I think the person who dropped him off just left so of course they didn't want to let me leave but I wasn't going to leave my uncle and so um you know I'm giving them his information and I'm trying not to panic because it's just me and he's in pain I didn't want anything to happen to him and um you know, they come out and they're like, he's going to need surgery, but he will not go into surgery. He needs to talk to his mom. He he won't go into surgery. And um, the police wouldn't let me talk, speak to him. And so, um, you know, a little bit of time went by. They tried to get me to come back and they're like, can you please try to reach his mom? And, you know, my grandma, his mom, which is my grandmother, was asleep. And um, there was no service in the hospital. And, um... 
So they went back with him just to try to convince him that he needed the surgery and it wasn't working. So finally the police let me go back there with him and um he was just scared he didn't want to go under the anesthesia he didn't want to die he said he didn't want to die and i didn't want him to die which i knew you know there was a a small chance that he would he was at a greater risk of dying if he didn't have the surgery so um i went back there and i'm like you know what we want you to have the surgery it's okay this is routine you have to make sure your organs internally are okay and that you don't have any internal bleeding and i prayed with him because we know we have to pray right so i prayed with him i told him i loved him i gave him a kiss on his head and he went back for surgery and this whole time i'm just freaking out because it's just me and i'm like nobody will answer the phone i think finally i called my sister in china but you know she's in china so it's like you know, is she, let me tell you, she is very uh, emotionally unavailable and I'm working on her with that. But in situations like this, and I'm a high emotion person and it was just like, Lord have mercy. What am I going to do? It's just me here. And so, um, I waited patiently. His wife finally made it down from Atlanta. Um, he made it out of surgery, but because they had instantly turned into an investigation, um, we could not see him they just said he did make it out of surgery he's on the floor you know you guys have to try to call back after like 12 p.m tomorrow or something to see how they're gonna do with his um visitors and his visitations so um (coughs) that's how i brought in my 30th birthday um at the hospital with my uncle someone wanted to kill him and so I, i said all that to say um this life gets real you know being a thug being a gangster that shit is just not you know fun and games and it's not it's more than like oh i want to have the latest clothes and i want to drive a nice car because when it gets real you guys i can't even go into all the details but when it gets real you are alone you probably will have your mom you know he has his family and stuff but Sometimes people don't even have that. When shit gets real, nine times out of ten, you are by yourself. Um, the other thing that happened that night, because just so happened in our city, there were there were like four shootings that night. And another guy, I seen him come to the hospital, um, which we didn't know this at the time. We saw them bring him in. It was so dramatic and a lot of yelling and his body hit the ground and I know they just said he had shots, you know, everywhere and um eventually he 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 passed that night and to see his mom in the waiting room, you know, and she came and told the family, you know, like my baby is gone. It still um it still brings tears to my eyes because and her hurt she was so hurt she was so hurt like and of course i'm empathetic i'm an empath and even if you aren't you know when you you know if you are a mom or a parent and you you love your kids and you know the connections you have with your children and you just want them to grow up and do the right thing it's to uh, just see her lose her child like that. And I think he was 20 or 21, you know, to gun violence. 
that was one I have never really seen anything like that you know uh, just on TV you see them acted out on TV and that's exactly how it was it was the saddest thing I immediately started crying and just praying for them because I know that's something that she's going to have to unfortunately deal with the rest of um, her life but women ladies and gentlemen I know I don't have a lot of teenage listeners but you know one day I may because this podcast is here now once I publish them they're here and um for the adults that maybe know someone who's in this life you know hug your loved ones let them all type of petty stuff and like miscommunications just let it go just let your people know you love them because literally I mean, life, like, my life, his life, like, life just changes very quickly. You know, I went from enjoying, like, a um, a movie day for my birthday to, um, to just, you know, having to deal with a lot of these other emotions that I didn't expect and, and, um, now seeing how it's affecting you know my grandmother and my my mother and um you know my grandmother has three sons that are now incarcerated all three of her sons and she's a widow she hasn't remarried so just when you're out here in the streets or if you know someone who's in the streets you know I, I know it's hard I know the environment that we live in will have us to think that there's nothing else out here for us but it really is but it's really hard because with my dream I feel like I'm fighting with my life I want to give up a lot of times and I know a lot of times people they don't even understand what I'm doing and how hard I'm fighting or why I'm fighting so hard but that's just because they don't really know me and that's okay whether you know me or not whether you want to get to know me whether you want to try to understand me just know I'm a survivor I have been through a lot of stuff. I know we all have. I'm not taking away from anyone's story. I'm just telling mine. I have been through a lot of stuff. I shouldn't be here today. I shouldn't be within my right mind. I shouldn't have this fight in me that I have. But I do. And because I'm still here. And because I'm still able to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm not going to give up hope. I'm not going to lose hope. Um from my community or my culture or my people but I'm gonna fight with everything I have within me for my dream because I know it has a purpose and even if I only touch one person even if I only save myself it's gonna be enough I just wanted to get that off my chest um I hope I publish this episode it's a little bit longer but I think I needed to say that and it needed to be heard. Um, This is the Resilient Rail Podcast. Thank you guys so much for streaming. Thank you for your support. There were a few things that were put on hold because I've been sick and because of this incident, um, which has affected my family tremendously. But I'm always working. I'll never stop. So even if it's delayed, you know what? It's not denied. And it may just be, you know, put on hold for a week or two. But I'm still working. I'm always working. I'll never stop. And I'm never going to give up. Um, This past week, I felt like that. Like, you know what? Is this even worth it? What am I doing? But 
I know I have a purpose. I won't give up. Thank you for streaming. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Portia Sherelle, P-O-R-T-I-A-C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E. You can search me on um, Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram, Portia, P-O-R-T-I-A. You should be able to find me using that handle. Until next time, just keep pushing.